Hallelujah. Whoo. I'm just walking around trying to get a breeze through this suit so I can not get stuck. That was some good worship and praise. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, man. You know, I was thinking the other day, and I just want to share it with you, concerning, you know, last week we kind of had a breakout of the finances, and uh, I was thinking about this in Acts. Uh, let's just turn there real quick to Acts chapter 2. I was just reading about that sound. Now, I want you to be praying for that sound. I want Boomerang to be praying for that sound, that noise from heaven. Lord, give us a noise. Uh, something that, that draws people to you. Lord, give us that noise. See, a lot of times uh, Christians don't have what they need because they won't pray what they need to pray. They've not heard what to pray. They don't have a word. And so they have a promise from God to do great things, but they don't have the specific word. In other words, you know, God, with God all things are possible, but Peter couldn't walk on that water until Jesus said, Come. And we got that specific word, all of a sudden he had the ability and the provision to do the supernatural and walk on water with Jesus. And so he, we already had the promise that with God all things are possible, but he needed that word of provision. So many times, you know, what we need is a word. And then when we will pray as the ambassadors of God's kingdom, those things will be done in the earth. In Amos 3, 7 it says that, that he does nothing in the earth without revealing it to his prophets. And the prophets are there to prophesy it, speak as his ambassadors, and bring it into manifestation. So when we start praying, Lord, give us a sound, well, all of a sudden you start to see the sound of the Holy Ghost and the noise of God. You know, that's the kind of thing that people talk about, like, what happened with y'all the other day? And you, let me tell you, let me tell you what happened. All of a sudden that sound to heaven, man, it was awesome. I don't know. We were just praising. All of a sudden, it's like the Holy Spirit dropped in that place. People started going forward. They started jumping around. And then the kids came up and adults came up. And it was beautiful. It was just God. Amen. That's a sound. Yeah. How, many, how many parents enjoyed seeing your kids come up there and worship? Isn't that cool? I love it. Our kids need the anointing. It's the anointing that will keep them out of the drug houses. It's the anointing that will keep them away from addictions. It's the anointing of God. Because here's the thing. See, a lot of times kids have not experienced the goodness of God. They haven't experienced the yoke-breaking power of the anointing. If we need to get them in the anointing, we cannot afford to have our children outside of the anointing. Because when they taste the anointing and the fire of God, all of a sudden they're like, there's more than what you're offering me in that, in that joint. There's more than what you're offering me in that needle. I've got something that doesn't have any side effects. I'm not going to wake up in the morning and be mad or sad or wonder what in the world went on. I don't have to have that. I got the Holy Ghost. Our kids need the anointing. They need the anointing. That's why we like having them here in worship. And uh, it's why in children's, in our children's ministry and in our youth ministry, it's a Holy Ghost youth ministry. It's a Holy Ghost children's ministry. They need the anointing. They need the yoke-breaking, yoke-destroying power of that anointing of God. They need it. They need it. Amen. Matter of fact, 
uh, you know, one of the one of the great testimonies we've had over the years is how you know Jared and Chelsea's uh, children uh, said you know talked to their grandma and said, hey, we can pray for that. And when those kids said, we'll pray for it, she saw the faith and the anointing coming out of those kids. It changed her mind. And she showed up. She was like, i got to find out what's going on. And all of a sudden now, their lives are totally different, totally lifted up, not, not just by a church, by Jesus, by the Holy Spirit. Things change because of the anointing. Our kids need the anointing. Amen? Oh, that blessed me so much. When I saw the kids come up, I was like, Hoo-hoo-hoo. and I'm glad I was facing that way and not that way. Let me, let me show you this. When, they, when the Holy Spirit fell here in Acts chapter 2, this, I just found this very interesting. Uh, let's look at uh, verse 42, Acts 2 and verse 42. Uh, it says, They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship... Now, I want you to see this. They were devoting themselves to fellowship. No, I've got to be around my believers. I've got to be around other believers. You see in in Hebrews, you see in Hebrews chapter 10, it says, as the day draws near, assemble all the more encouraging one another. Well, my goodness, how near are we going to get? I mean, I'm thinking Jesus can come back any moment. What if it happened right now? I mean, what if, what if, you know, in the blink of an eye, and we're gone, right? There's that video from a few years ago, and the guy's talking about it. All of a sudden, it's like lightning, and, and all the people are gone, and the people that are left just start crying because they know they were left, they were left behind. And um, that'd be really funny if it happened right after I preached that, wouldn't it? <laughs> to the ones that went, it'd be funny. To the ones that didn't, didn't go... Do you know for sure that you would go? Anyway, as the day draws near, my goodness, we are so close. We are so close to the end of this age, to Jesus coming back. We are so close. We just finished an impact. And let me just say, 14 graduates yesterday from Impact University. Amen. Glory to God. 14 graduates. This is awesome. Congratulations. Uh, this was our charter class of uh, uh, students. Is that the right word? In charter class of students. And they just finished, the ones that started in our charter class, they just finished their four years and got their bachelor's. And uh, glory to God. Congratulations. And good job, guys. Huh? And, and the associate. Yeah, I was going to say that too. <laughs> we had bachelor's degrees and associate's degrees. And uh, several people are, will be starting this year on their master's, actually, and getting their master's. Yeah, amen. And uh, it's going to be awesome. I was so pleased with everybody yesterday. I was like, oh, my goodness, look at, look at all this. And it seemed like a long time and it seemed like a lot of work. But at the same time, it didn't seem long. It's like, God, did four years go by already? And uh, so... If you'd like to be a part of Impact, you can, you should, and uh, we've got testimonies that come out of that all the time, and uh, it'll start back up in the fall on Tuesday nights, and uh, one night a week, Tuesday nights for three hours, and uh, I try not to overload anybody, but congratulations to all the people who graduated yesterday. Amen. Give them another hand. Amen. And give the Lord a hand. Yeah, amen. Amen. For helping us. 
for helping us. Amen. Amen. And uh, what was so cool was we had, it was over 50-something people there. We had, huh? Nearly 60 people we had at the graduation yesterday. It was awesome. I was like, glory to God. I remember when our church wasn't even a third of that. It wasn't a sixth of that, you know. I remember those days. So anyway, God's moving. And uh, we just at the graduation, we had six times what we had that first year, William and Amy. And uh, we had over six times of that. And uh, that first year was basically 10 people uh, the whole year. No, 10 people. That was it, you remember? And uh, so... That was it. So just at the graduation over six times. It's amazing. God's so good. So he said, everyone kept feeling a sense of awe and many wonders and signs were uh, taking place. Oh, excuse me. Go back to 42. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. Now, hear those words. This was the moving of the Holy, Gro Holy Ghost. They were devoting themselves they were devoting themselves to what? To teaching. Now, you got to understand, it's one thing to just come to church and come to a service and hear a, hear a teaching, hear a preaching. There's another thing to be devoted to it. There's another thing. I hear it quite a lot, actually. I'll hear uh, from guys here at the church. They're like, all right, I, was, I went back, and, and I think Johnny told me yesterday, I went back and listened to last week's message again, you know, and heard it again. I'll, I'll hear, you know, Mark and Chris, and they'll say, I was studying the notes I took from Sunday, and I, you know, had this, and I had that. And, and this is a devotion. Lord, I'm going after your word. I know that if you planted me in a place, and I know that if that's the word that you gave to that place, and I'm there in that planting of God, that word is for me today. Whether I feel like it is, whether logic tells me that or not, whether I figure out how it connects to my life, that word is for me, right? And if you're here today, this word today is for you. Amen. And so all of a sudden you say, that word's for me. It has something to do in my life, and I'm going to de devote myself to it. I'm going to devote myself to it. Lord, what do you want to get out of this? So in our life groups, one of the things that we say in the life groups is, we want you every week to say, what did you get out of the message? And have that discussion. And so we, it's another part of devotion to the teaching that God's bringing forth for you. If God's planted you here in Boomerang and God brings out a word here, that word is for you and there's something in it that is for you. A couple of points on that. One is a testimony about uh, something my mom uh, did uh, one time. The other, the other is this. I can't tell you, this is huge. I can't tell you how many times people have gone through something and then Nicole and I have thought back and said, what was preached or what was the word that was given right before they went through it? And if you'll look back at what they went through and you'll look back at the word that was given, the words that were preached, it is exactly what they needed to win in that situation. But many times people have not paid attention to those. And when they get into that situation, they take it personally and, and instead of taking it spiritually. They'll take it in a fleshly manner instead of a spiritual manner. And when they do that, they don't win, but God gave them the supply. 
So when we devote ourselves to the teaching of the Word, when we devote ourselves to that teaching, we're going to find that God will empower you with the strength you need right before you step through something. Because remember what we've been talking about. You're not supposed to go into something and it's supposed to beat you up. You're supposed to go into something and you're supposed to have victory over it. Amen? Do I have any conquerors in the house? Amen. Do I have any overcomers in here? Amen. Glory to God. I believe it. But in order to be a conqueror and overcomer, we've got to devote ourselves to that word and specifically to the word that's preached where God has planted us because where we're planted has nutrition. Here's the other thing. Have you ever been in a message and you're like, yeah, that was a great message. There was nothing wrong with it. Uh, But I don't know how it fits me right now in my life. I've been in messages like that. I'm like, I don't know what I got out of that, right? But I know if somebody is called into my life, then in my spirit, I'm going to say, Lord, I'm called to this person. I might not understand even what they're talking about. They might be talking over my head like Brother Tracy would talk to me sometimes. And he'd talk and he'd go through scriptures and connect all this. And I'm like, amen. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I receive. And all that stuff is going over my logical brain, but my spirit man's able to catch it. Because my spirit man's made in the image of God, and it's been renewed. It's been renewed. My spirit man can catch all that. So I receive that whether I understand it or not. I receive it whether I can connect the dots or not. Lord, I receive that. As long as they're not preaching something ungodly, unbiblical, outside of the word... And there I'm called and connected to them. Lord, I receive it. I receive it. My spirit will let me know if something's off. It, it'll let me know. And so there I go, Lord, I know I'm planted here. I can receive that. I know that you'll give me something. So one time my mom called me and uh, she, she gave me a verse. She said, I don't know why. I just feel like I'm supposed to give you this verse. And it was one of those verses like, you know, you need to clean yourself up. And I was like, thanks, mom. Appreciate that so very much. Huh? <laughs> yeah. You, you missed, you, you should have called, yeah, you should have called my brother. You missed, you missed which, which child you were supposed to call. I mean, you know, and, uh, but I want you to see this because she is anointed to be my mom, right? Now, has she always done everything perfect? No. Well, how y'all know? <laughs> no, no, she hasn't. <laughs> She has, and uh, and she would tell you that uh, herself. She'll be here next week. You can ask her. And uh, we got the Holy Ghost meeting next week, and the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost weekend, Holy Spirit service, Friday night prayer, Saturday soul winning, Holy Spirit service on Sunday, and uh, Amen. And uh, so, Amen. Look at that. That was so good. Amen. So it's going to be really, really good. There's something happening. Can you sense it? There's something happening. And uh, so she'll be here next weekend, but she called and she gave me this, uh, she gave me this verse, and it's like kind of one of those verses like, you need to clean yourself up. And uh, she wasn't giving it wrong, and she wasn't saying, she said, I don't know what this means. You know, I don't know why I need to give this to you. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I know why you need to give it to me, because you think I'm a heathen. And, uh, and so, no, that wasn't why she was doing it. But I, as soon as I heard the, vo- the verse, I was like, I've got that. I've got that, I believe. But because you're anointed to be my mom, because you're anointed to be my mom, you carry something that's important. 
and sense you, even, even if you missed it. And honestly, when she gave it to me, I thought she had missed it. I was like, I, I think she missed it. But because you're anointed to be my mom and you carry some, and you think the Lord did, I'm going to honor what you said. What's it going to hurt me to meditate on a verse out of the Bible? And so I started meditating on that verse. And I'm telling you, in two to three days, I got some of the greatest revelation that I'd ever gotten. And I needed those verses. They were specifically for me. And I thought she had missed it. You know, big old holy me. You know, pastor. I thought she had missed it. No, she hadn't missed it. She was right on. She heard from the Lord. It opened up something inside of me. And so that, that's one of the things that we see is which, which man or woman on this earth is as holy as Jesus in all of their actions that they've ever taken? None. Me included. None. But they do have a role in our lives, and that role can be important. Every, every man of God, every woman of God I've ever been attached to, I've seen them do something that I disagreed with. But that doesn't mean that I cut the tie. It doesn't mean that I disagree. It means that I honor them because when I know, I have to know this, but when I know that God has made that connection and God has planted me and connected me with them, they have an anointing in my life. And even when I've thought that they were wrong, a lot of times I found out they weren't. A lot of times it was just me needing to grow up. And so when we look at this verse and it says continually devoting ourselves to teaching, a lot of times we won't even know what that means in our life. We also won't know what's coming up, but God knows and he knows what to get to you. So even this morning, this is not the message that I had prepared. This is not what I was going to preach on. But God knows what needs to happen inside of Boomerang today. And he's going to give me what I just said, maybe a very, very important thing to you, right? Even what I just said. And so he, they, they continually, by the Holy Spirit, devoted themselves to teaching, to the teaching of the Word of God. And one other thing that I want to point you out, see if you can find this verse real quick, where it says, uh, you heard my, you can probably... Uh, you, you heard my words, not as the voice of man, but as the words of God. Find that verse for me, please, because I want people to lay their eyes on it. So one of the things that you see is that you see that when we will give honor, when we will give honor to the teaching and the word of God, it will cause things to come out of that that wouldn't have come out without that honor. And so we need to, on purpose... Honor it. And when anytime you talk about honor, it's you're talking about weightiness. Okay? You're talking about putting a weight on it. So many times when you talk about honor in the Bible, it's not just talking about like I treated somebody well. It literally is talking about money and it's saying that you need to honor them. Remember when the Queen of the South honored Solomon, she gave him a big, big offering. There's an honor there. Okay? Well, when we honor the Word, then what we're going to do is, and when we devote ourselves to the Word, we're going to honor it. 
And when we honor it, we treat it weighty. Lord, today, I've heard this preaching before, but I'm going to act like I've never heard it before in my life. Now you're treating it weighty. This, this word is carrying some weight. And many times I've found that when I'm sitting in, in a preaching or a teaching, many times when I've found that, what will happen is I'll, I'll, I've heard this word before. I've heard this preach before. I know the story that they're about to tell, right? But then I'll treat it like I've never heard before. I'll give a weight to it and an honor and, and spiritually, something in me unlocks. And all of a sudden, it's like I, I just got promoted spiritually. Why? Because I didn't treat it as common as, oh, I've heard this before. Oh, I've heard this. You know? You don't, you don't treat it that way. There's probably many things that I preach that you might not know at one point, but somebody else sitting in here could probably preach what I'm preaching. They have revelation of They know it. But our whole job is to treat it with honor, with honor, with honor, with a weightiness, with, with a weight to it. We need to make sure that we carry a weightiness with the Word. Did you find it? Not yet. <laughs> I think it's uh, beyond John. It's either in Acts or in one of the epistles. But I'll tell you what it says. Continue trying to find it because I'd like to set our eyes on it. So what's John eight forty seven say? Yeah, that's not it, but that's a good one. <laughs> Amen. Amen. No, it's, it's, I believe it's where Paul is talking. It's either Paul or Peter is talking to the people. And what he says is, when I spoke to you, you didn't treat my words and my preaching as of from a man, but you actually received it as the word of God. Right? And so what that means is, what he shows you in there is, when you have a preacher flowing by the Spirit of God, those words carry the weight of the Lord if, if he's speaking by the Spirit. And so you see that certain people can choose to grab a hold of that with a God weightiness and honor, or you can just say, well, he's just another man. Which, found it, thank you. 1 Thessalonians 2.13. Thank you. So it was Paul. You can go ahead and put it on the screen. First Thessalonians 2.13. For this reason, we also... Now remember, who is inspiring this scripture? The Holy Spirit's inspiring the scripture. He says, for this reason, we also constantly thank God that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but for what it really is, the word of God, which also performs its work in you who believe. Now this is the Holy Ghost telling these men, you can receive on a different level. And then if you decide to receive, okay, this person's being led by God, they're giving me scripture, and God is speaking through them, this is the word of God, I need to treat it that way. Yeah. 
When you receive it like that, you're, he's saying, I thank God. And why would he thank God? I can tell you why. As a preacher, one of the best things I, I like to see is the people blessed. And when people will receive the Word of God for the Word of God as weighty, as the Word of God and honor it like it's the Word of God, I know that the power of God can go to work in their lives. And that's exactly what he's showing us here. And so when we devote ourselves to the preaching and teaching of the Word, it's not something where we just sit in church on Sunday and check the box, right? We don't just check the box. No, we, we honor it. Yeah. We devote ourselves to it. Amen. We review it. We meditate on it. In, uh, go to uh, Acts 17, and I think it's verse 11. Talking about the Bereans. It says in verse uh, 11, Now these were no, more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica. So whoever we're talking about, there's a nobility to their mindset. There's a nobility. And what made them a noble mindset? He says, For they received the word with great eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. So they were examining the scriptures. They would take what was preached and go, okay, he went to 1 Thessalonians 2.13. He went to Acts 17.11. He went to Acts chapter 2 and he talked about verse uh, 1 through 6. He went to the end of Acts at Acts chapter 2 verse 42. And they go back and they, and they check it and they read over it. They make sure that it's, he, when it was preached, it was preached in context that this was the word of God. See, this is honoring the word of God. When they see this is the word of God, God, then they'll say, this word is for me. This is like God talking to me. All of a sudden it opens up the power of God. And I want you to see that in Acts they had this great outpouring, but it didn't just happen only by, well, God just decided, okay, you're going to have an outpouring. No, they continued in some things. What's one of the things they continued in? Devoting themselves to the teaching. Devoting themselves to the teaching. This word is for me. This word is going to feed me. This word is going to nourish me. This word is going to give me strength today. I'm going to, I'm going to get what I need out of it. And when I face something tomorrow, this word is going to be there. This word is going to come out of my heart and out of my lips. This word of God is going to bring me the freedom that I need. This word preached. Jesus is going to help me. The Holy Ghost is going to bring me the words to say when I need the words to say. This word of Life is going to come up when sickness tries to come against my children. This word of protection is going to come up. This word is what I need. Yeah. Yeah. We're continuing to be devoted in that. Another thing that they were devoted in was fellowship. In other words, they recognized, I need to be around people of life. I need life-filled people around me. Well, what is that life? That life is the Zoe life of God. Z-O-E. That's the, that's the Greek version of life. It means all of the life of God. The fullness. So when he says you have uh, in John 10, 10, I have come, thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Stealing, killing, and destroying, if it's doing those things, it's the thief. 
He said, but I am come that you might have life to the full, and the Amplified shows what it really means, to the full till it overflows. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life to the full till it overflows. In other words, we need to be around people that have the life of God deposited on the inside of them, and it's overflowing. It's coming out. It's coming out. Glory to God. There's a joy coming out of them. They got a song in their heart. They got, they're filled with the Holy Ghost. They got a dance in their step, you know. They got sweat during praise. Amen. There, there's something in them. Something in them. Why? Because when we fellowship, you become like the people that you hang around. You become like those people. I want to hang around people that are going, going somewhere. I want to be around a people of faith. Yeah. You know, when I've gone and traveled over this last, last year and a half, you know, I'll head to Charlotte, go into the airport, everybody's got their mask on. I'm like, oh, y'all are still doing this? <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> that stinks. Yeah. That stinks. Y'all, I didn't, because the people I'm hanging around, they're not scared of it. In that way. It's not that it's not real and it's not that we don't need to do some things. We need to be the life. We need to be around a fellowship of believers and faith. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Look, listen, I want you to know that virus is a weapon of the enemy. But in Jesus' name, I have a word for that. I have a promise for it. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. It might try to attack, but in Jesus' name, it can't stand, can it? Can't stand. No. So I'm not, I'm not shutting down my life, shutting down ministry. I'm not shutting down all of my winning souls and making disciples the commandment of Jesus for the commandment of a virus. Not going to happen. Not happening. So I forget. Why? Because the people, I, I, I'll say, oh. And it surprises me every time. I'm like, oh, golly, y'all are still doing this? Like, I was done with that. Last year when, they, when all the people were gathering in the cities and nobody was wearing masks, like, as soon as that happened, we're going back inside. Yeah. We're going in the church. And one of the best moments I ever had as a pastor, one of the best ever, was when the lockdown came and we started talking about it in here and I looked at y'all and I saw y'all looking back at me with faith. Pastor, it's our time to assemble. Yeah. It's a time for an awakening. We don't want to We don't want to shut down. I saw it in your eyes. I saw faith staring back at me. I was like, oh, <laughs> God, you're awesome. It was great. It was beautiful. Yeah. We need the fellowship. Now more than ever, we need the fellowship. One of the things, scientific, okay, follow the science. Scientifically, one of the best things you can do to prevent getting sick in that is be around each other. Sing around each other. <laughs> Breathe. That's science. Yeah. Some, a lot of science has been overlooked in the last year and a half and said it was science when it wasn't science. There's, and there's a way that they can do that. And Anyway, I'm not getting into that. My point is, did God know that when it got closer to the time, we needed more than ever to be around each other. And the more we're around, the more life will flourish, the more health. I think he did. Gosh, you know what? I think God might be like omniscient or something like that. He knows everything. And those who follow his command, they're going to be the most healthy. The most healthy. 
It's nuts. <laughs> Crazy stuff. Jesus knows things. And he will disclose to his people things they need to know. Hallelujah. It's going to be a fun day. My Lord and Savior who created the universe and doesn't exist in time knows stuff. Knows stuff. What? It's true. It's true. He knows stuff. He knows stuff. It pays to listen to him. It pays to listen to him. It really does. He will make you money. He will save you. He will protect you. And one of the things that he knew is that we needed to fellowship. He knew we needed to fellowship. And all the more as the day draws near. All the more. All the more. And so I want you to see, they didn't just devote themselves to the word. They devoted themselves to fellowship. There's a devotion we need to grab hold of again today. Lord, I need your fellowship more than ever. More than ever. More than ever. Part of the problem is that we view church as work. Oh man, I got to get dressed and I got to do all this. No, I, I don't view church like that. I view church as a refilling. Oh Lord, I need, I need church. I need the fellowship. I need to look into the eyes of my fellow believers and see that faith. And see, when we keep looking at church as work, well then it becomes work. As a man thinketh, so is he. No, I need that fellowship. I need to go out. And it's not all the time. It's not all the time here and preaching. It's not all the time worship. It's not all the time praying. It's going to a baseball game, right? It's going out to eat and, and, and blessing the waitresses big time, you know? It's having fun and laughing together. You know, I feel like yesterday when we showed up for the graduation, I feel like other people are like, oh, boomerangs here, boomerangs here. Like, we're loud laughing. Some people could say we were drunk, but it's just full of the life of God and the, and the Holy Ghost. No hangovers. It was beautiful. It was awesome. They tell a joke, everybody laughs. It wasn't even funny. I mean, just ask Nicole. That was funny. The joy of the Lord is sitting at the overflow, ready just to pour out. That's the way it's supposed to be with believers. Full of the joy of the Lord. Like, you know, used to, well, not y'all, but other people around you would go to the club and, and make a fool out of yourself drinking on a spirit. Other people. Not y'all. But you know who I'm talking about. And then we'll get in church and we're like, Oh, Jesus. What happened? What happened? Did you know you can have that same life of God? I see, I see some smiles coming back at me. I was like, I know, it was y'all. It was y'all. It was me too. What happened? Did you know that there's a dignification in God that David had jumping down the streets, worshiping and giving glory to God? Looking crazy. His wife was so ashamed. His wife had the spirit of religion. 
spirit of religion is a murderer and it steals the life from the people of God. I'm telling you. There's some, what happened? If we could be that zealous for the devil, certainly we could be zealous for our Lord and Savior. Certainly. Well, that just looks out of order. Not to God. Not to God. Well, that just looks out of order. That looks crazy. Did you see them people dancing up there? I don't even know. What kind of dance was that that Dylan was doing? <laughs> what kind of, like there's no name for that. I, well, that. Just look on the internet. That's all the dances right now. They, they'll, they'll make up a name, people doing crazy stuff. <laughs> They'll do all kinds of stuff. The Holy Ghost will come. Hey, he loves passion. He loves passion. See? I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> they just make up a name for stuff. We, got, we can do that on Instagram, but we, we can't let go for God. We can't let go for God. Huh? Uh-uh. You have to go watch the video. Not happening. That was by the Holy Ghost. If I tried it now, it'd be ugly. So. But we were zealous. We were zealous for, for the devil. But now we can't let go for God. And see, the church has sat back and said, Oh, no, you can't do that. We must be holy. Well, what is holy? Holy is separated, set apart. It's David dancing down the streets of Jerusalem, letting go. <laughs> I can still, in people's minds, they're like, did he just do that? How does he know? Fortnite, that's why. <laughs> uh, Instagram, they have all those different things, dances and stuff. TikTok, TikTok. I don't have TikTok, but I've seen them. I'm cool enough to know what it is. Amen. That's about, that's as far, far as my coolness goes. <laughs> if you can tell by that dance I just did. <laughs> Everyone kept, uh, they were devoting themselves continually, devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and the breaking of bread, and they were devoting themselves to prayer. Everybody's like the breaking of bread. They were devoting themselves to remembering the communion, remembering what Jesus did for them. Yeah. Jesus, I remember. Yeah. You, this was a price, and they honored that price by living a life in that way. They honored that. There was a devotion. There was a continual devotion. And this is why we're going to see in just a minute what the outcome of this devotion was. Are we as a church and are we as individuals willing and ready to continually devote ourselves to the things of God to see the outcome of God in our city, in our homes, in our lives? Are, are we ready and they were devoting themselves to prayer. Friday night prayer, 6 p.m. to midnight. Six hours of prayer. It never feels like six hours. Never. Like last, last month was one of the most beautiful times we've ever had in the Lord. It was, just, it was just beautiful. It was awesome. Just awesome. And we didn't even, we, we actually, I, the Lord told me to let everybody go before midnight. It was amazing. 
Yeah, it, it was like, what? Miracles, miracles, miracles. Overflow. Yeah, and so then all of a sudden, they were devoted to prayer. Why do we need to be devoted to prayer? Because James chapter 5 says that when men pray out of their heart a fervent prayer, it said it releases tremendous power dynamic in its working. How many people want tremendous power released in your life? And, and, and watch this. Heaven's definition of tremendous. Not just our thinking of tremendous. Heaven's definition of tremendous and dynamic. Oh my goodness. That's what prayer will do. We need to be praying. And we need to be praying together. That's why we have the Holy Ghost weekend to pray out some things. To get some things done in the earth. Verse 43, everyone kept feeling a sense of awe and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. Many wonders and signs. I'm telling you right now, we're getting ready to do a series uh, about Acts. Amen. The Acts of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. We're going to go through Acts in the next, in the next couple of months. I, I don't know when it will start yet. I'll let you know. I want to before the summer's over. We're going to talk about Acts. Well, guess what happens when you start preaching about the acts of the Holy Ghost that he did through the apostles? Guess what happens when you start preaching about it? All of a sudden, you start to see it. Last week, the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to do a series on Acts, a series on Acts, a series on Acts. Oh, let me tell you something else. Um, I got all kinds of news for you all today. Amen. All right, so this is not official yet. It's not official we can make it kind of, sort of public. It's not official yet, but uh, Ted Shellsworth Sr. is doing tent meetings across North Carolina. Yeah, and he called me, we talked about it at the camp meeting, and he called me this week and said, I believe we're supposed to do that in Albemarle. I was like, hallelujah. Yeah, so at the end of August, the last week, I think it's 22nd through 27th, be Sunday through Friday, that's the date we're looking at. We just have to get final approval from uh, the YMCA. He's going to be putting up a tent and having a tent meeting here in, in Albemarle. Amen. And the Lord said, the Lord uh, told him, he said, I want you to smack North Carolina. And uh, I was like, amen. I want to be a part of the smacking. Amen. And uh, I... He said, I want you to smack North Carolina. What's, God's doing stuff. I could tell you stories, but let, let me just tell you something that happened at camp meeting just a couple of weeks ago. So there was a guy on this side, and uh, he went up to him. This is the kind of man that this is. A few years ago, uh, Rachel and I went down to Atlanta for one night while he was doing an open-air crusade there. And he put on a clinic of the working of miracles. I'm like, ten miracles with manifestation right in a row. Boom, yeah. boom. Boom, boom. One of them, I remember, you remember this, and there was no vertebrae in their back. They were missing a vertebrae. Right in front of everybody, he's like, you feel that? And he could like press in. Right in front of everybody, vertebrae grows, grows back like that. He's like, oh, there it is. You feel it right now? And now he's got a vertebrae. 
Just like that. So the anointing of God, he, he worked with R.W. Schambach who said, you don't have any problems. All you need is faith in God. Amen. And uh, you don't have any problems. All you need is faith in God. That anointing, that gifting is on his life. And uh, so in camp meeting a couple weeks ago, there was a young man there. And uh, you, you saw this. He called the young man out. This is like the first night. He says, hey, stand up here. He says, I see uh, by the Lord I see, that last week you were talking to God and you actually wrote down on a piece of notebook paper three questions that you had. You had three questions. Is that right? Yes, sir. He said, and here were your questions. Question one was this. Question two was this. Question three was this. And he was like, yes, sir. You know, and just laid it right out there. Last week, right? Yes, sir. And then he, he said, well, here's your answers to question one, two, and three. And, and the Lord answered them. So that's the type of, you know, ministry that we're looking at at the end of August. So anybody... You know, maybe want to go? Anybody? Right, okay, amen. So, praise God. <laughs> That'll be good, huh? All right, so everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. Now, think about that. What's coming? When you start, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word preach. You preach on healing, you'll get people start to get healed. You preach on prosperity, people start to get prosperous. You preach on God doing signs and wonders and the acts of the Holy Ghost, you're going to start seeing signs and wonders. You talk about making a noise. This is a noise from heaven. And so all of a sudden, look at this. Look at this testimony that is meant to be for us just as much as it was for them 2,000 years ago. We've lost some of this expectation. Look at this. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. Every person, every person that was there was like, wow. They kept feeling it over and over. It wasn't leaving them. It was staying with them. They were in awe. Everyone. Everyone was feeling like, wow, like we've had some great moments in church, but I don't think we've ever had a moment where everybody was like, wow, 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 wow. And it went on for days and weeks and months. Wow, Lord, this is what's coming. Are you ready? What does it take? What, what'd you, what was that? A continual devotion. A heart of the people, Lord, I want you more than I want anything else. Lord, I got, we got to have you here. We got to have you. We got to have the noise from heaven in this place. A continual devotion. Lord, I need you. I want you. I got to have you. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. All right. And that's what I was wanting to get to is this. Do you? All right. It's awesome. I I was talking to somebody the other day and they were asking me how things were going. I said, it's awesome because I'm watching a spirit of giving come on the people. And when you see a spirit of giving come on the people, you know the Holy Ghost is moving. 
That's how you can tell if the Holy Spirit's moving. Why? Because they start to put on the character and nature of God who is a giver. He's a giver. He is a giver. And, and that person understood what I was talking about. They were like, glory to God. Because when somebody gets into the spirit of giving and they take on the spirit of their Lord, the spirit of their Father, and they start to become a giver. What, what you realize is, these are the remember the verse in Luke that says, how can I give you the true riches if you don't understand what to do with these small things, which was the wealth of the world? When we start to know what to do with the wealth of the world, we can step into the true riches of God. And so what you start to see as a leader in ministry is when that giving comes on people, when that giving starts to come on people, all of a sudden you just, you just buckle up because the power of God is going to start to be released. The higher they move in that, the more the power of God is released. And so here it is. These guys, can, can you imagine... Like, it's awesome because this is a house of giving. Like, we're, we're givers, and, and truth be told, God's going to bless us so much, we're going to take our giving even to another level. Anybody receive that? Yeah. Anybody will operate in that flow, right? It's happening already. We actually, I, I've been meaning to tell you, we need every week, I want updated figures of the increase, the souls won, and the increase, um, the debt erased, the, the bonuses and the salary increase. I want to celebrate it every week. God's moving great. We're hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt erased already this year. Salary increases, bonuses that weren't expected. I mean, it's just beautiful what God's doing. Lord, there's, there's so many new cars in the parking lot. I don't know who's driving what anymore. That's what the Lord said. Why? Because he wants to bless his people because out of their abundance it shows his covenant heart and he does a great work. Every work comes out of that abundance. And so one of the things uh, that you see is we're, we're a giving church. And I love this because it's like we put out the other day, Kevin just got a new place a few weeks ago. Glory to God. Lord provided. But the issue is he didn't have any furniture or any, any stuff like that. He, he got so, uh, we put it out on the line. Hey, anybody got some of this stuff? And uh, he got so much stuff, he had to start turning down. We had some for him. He said, I, I already got, I'm, I'm good, Pastor. Give it to somebody else. Right? It was amazing. And his concern was, well, I don't, I'm going to go in there. I don't have anything. I said, don't you worry about that. <laughs> we got givers. Amen. And you're in a family. Amen. And did you find out you were? Amen. Glory to God. Huh? Lawnmower yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. There's one thing, though, that let's say that you have a need and I have overflow. There's one. See, we look at this and we're like, okay, well, all right, she, she needs something, so we have extra. We'll give it to her. Give out of that abundance. It was more than this. It was like, okay, I need something, and somebody in the congregation goes, oh, well, I don't have that, but I got a piece of property. I'm going to go sell. Yeah. Now, see, most people are thinking, 
I'm not giving up my stuff. I'm not giving up my property. I mean, even in a church of givers, if the Lord said, go sell your property to do it and go, go sell a car so you can get them the right thing or whatever like that. Even in a church of givers, most people are like, yeah, I need to pray about that. Most people are like that. But in this move of the Holy Ghost, they're like, oh, you have a need? Well, I got a piece of land I could sell. Let me go sell that and then go have it. And they go sell what they have to get it. Man, this is another level. This is another level of giving where you get to the place where it's like, can you see, like, this don't just happen. This is the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's in operation. Have you ever seen that on a regular basis where people say, I'll sell what I have so that you can have it? Now, we're not talking about, you know, and the Bible is very clear about this. Somebody who doesn't work doesn't eat. We're not talking about that. They have the ability to work. They need to get out there, and the Lord's going to say, don't give to them. Have you ever read the prodigal son? Okay. He's going to say, don't give to them, right? right? So, but when somebody is, I'm going after the Lord, and I'm doing everything I can. I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I need to to work. I'm being obedient to God. And, and God will say, God will tell people, yeah. sell this to, so that they'll have this. Yeah. And something supernatural was happening here. This is another level. It's another level. It's another level of giving. Yeah. I believe the Lord's taken us to that place. And, and here's what I want you to see. Because this place will be so blessed. This place will have so many pieces of property. It won't put a dent when somebody has a need. It won't put a dent. And then and this place, Boomerang will have such a testimony. Well, you can walk in there up to your ears and nose in debt. But just sit there for a couple years and an anointing of increase will come on your life. The abundance of, of God's covenant will start to come in your life. And things will start to turn around. You'll start to walk with him, look like him, talk like him. God will start to put things in your hand. Things will start to overflow. <laughs> Amen. Now, I want you to see this. Come here, Ashley. <laughs> she just stood up and raised her hand to receive. I want, you, I want you to hear something about this. And she comes in here last year because her church was down. I need a church. She's not coming from a Pentecostal background. Is that right? <laughs> she, is not, she didn't come. She came from mainline denomination. But she said, Jesus, I need you. She opened up her heart to the Lord. I mean, things are happening. Just a couple of weeks ago, she, she won the awards for her company. God is overflowing her finances. God is overflowing. Got a new car out there. God, God's going to pay that thing off that quick. He's overflowing. He's bringing you to the place where you have no debt, where you're in charge of that. It's not the tail wagging the dog anymore. It is you with the Spirit of the Lord commanding life and overflow. And here she is. I want you to see this. She's having great success in her finances and life. But when I say we're going up, she's like, yes, Lord, pour it out on me. That's that hunger we need to grab a hold of. In the name of Jesus, so be it. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, bring her more. Overflow her more. Let her be a testimony. Let people look at her and say, how is she doing that? And she'll be like, Jesus. Holy Ghost, the anointing. Lord, take us to another level. What happened when they devoted themselves to these things? 
day by day, continuing, verse 46, with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. There wasn't the backbiting. There wasn't all the religious garbage. It wasn't all the listening to the devil and letting them lie. No, they just were loving Jesus, loving each other, and God was blessing them. They were devoted to the teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, remembering what Jesus paid, the communion. They were devoted, devoted continually devoted into prayer. And all of a sudden, watch what happens. Verse 47, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. It's time for an awakening. It's time for an adding and a multiplication of God. And it's up to us to get ourselves into a devotion and a place where he can flow through us. You know, if our heart is hardened and if our heart is so worldly, then if God pours through us, we're just going to give that stuff to the world. But if our heart is to the kingdom of God, to it for his righteousness and for his namesake, to advance the kingdom of God, if our heart is to win souls and make disciples, right? Our heart is what God has told us to do. God says, oh, I can use them. I can pour through them. I can give them a blessing. It says in 2 Chronicles, it says, the eyes of the Lord, 16.9. Please put that up in the King James. 2 Chronicles 16.9. Hopefully I got the verse right. I know what it says even if I miss the numbers. It says, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth searching for someone whose heart is pure or perfect towards him, in other words, it's mature, so that he might show himself strong on their behalf. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect. Are you going to be that people? whose heart is pure towards him, whose heart is perfect. God wants to take you up. He wants to lift you up. He wants to take you and put you on a different level. God's about to do great and mighty things. Amen. Will y'all come here real quick? Can I pray for you? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, right now, he wants to take you up. Miss Lashika, I'm telling you, he wants to take you to another place. Take you guys to another place in Jesus' name. I'm not assuming, are you, y'all married? Yes. yes, I thought so, but I... I 17 years. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Tell me your name one more. Marcus. Marcus, amen. Just hold hands. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I see it when I looked at you. The Lord wants to take you up to another level, and it's time to do it. He's taking you to a place where you will be a testimony of testimonies. Hear that. You will be a testimony of testimonies in Jesus' name. The Lord will say, somebody will say, hey, have you heard what the Lord did over here in these people? And have you heard what the Lord did? And somebody else will say, have you heard what happened in Marcus and Lashika? Have you heard this? 
because this is great. God, a testimony of testimonies. Father, in Jesus' name, pour it into their hands. Take them to the place in their heart where they will be everything you've called them to be in Jesus' name. So whole thread Kennedy, fill them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Lord, fill their bellies with all of your goodness in Jesus' name. Keep them healed. Keep them whole. Keep them, Lord, in love like never before. Lord, let them be sealed. Let them be sealed in you to be your witness and be, Lord, a covenant example of your testimony. Lord, in Jesus' name, give them ideas. Show them things. Give them the wisdom of heaven. Give them the wisdom of heaven. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Oh, Freddie, now just right now, just let him minister to you. He's pouring into your heart pouring into your mind. I believe that's going to take place for the rest of the week. There's going to be an outpouring in your home and in you. You'll even wake up. You'll have the Lord on your heart and on your mind. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, bring it about. Out of your belly flow rivers of living water. Put your hand on your belly there. Thank you, Lord. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Ah, uh, he loves you. Oh, so whole Thank you. We love you. Man, I got a heart for you. So whole Lord, pour out in them like they've never had it before. Take them to another place. In Jesus' name, let them grow in a hunger and a fire and a zeal for you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Let your anointing break off anything that would try to hold them back and let them run with a fervor and a fire of God, a fire of heaven. Let them be a testimony of testimonies in Jesus' name. Amen. You can stand there as long as you need to. Just keep receiving. Thank you, Father. Ho, ho, Freddy, Ho, ho, Today's the day not to sit back and let it pass by you. Lord, you want to do something great and mighty in my life. You want to do something great and mighty in my business. Lord, we receive it. Thank you, Lord. We receive it. Lord, I'm not, letting, I'm not letting opportunity pass me by. Lord, I need to be walking with you. The Word says in Acts 17, 28, In Him we live and move and have our being. And in other words, in Christ we have life to the full till it overflows. In Christ, in Christ in Christ. We can't live in the world and be living in Christ at the same time. We have to be willing to put that stuff down. We have to be willing to let it go. Now, I need you. I need your blessing more than I need this. I need your blessing more than that. I need my kids protected. I need my, I need my family whole. I need, I need your blessing, Lord. You, you've been good in giving me mercy. But I want more than mercy. I want your blessing. You can only do that in Christ. I'm give the opportunity anybody today that just says, you know what, Lord, I need, I need to renew that fellowship with you. 
I need it to be whole. I need you, Jesus. If that's you, I just ask you right now, just put your hand up. Lord, I need to be whole today. Amen. I see that. I see that. I see that. Amen. I need to be whole today. I need the fullness. Amen. All over the place. I need your fullness. I need to be in you at a new level. Lord, I need your presence. Glory to God. So Thank you, Lord. You can keep putting them up if you need to. Thank you, Lord. I need you. Thank you, Father. I need you at a new level today. New levels in Jesus' name. New levels in Christ. Lord, I just ask you right now, Holy Spirit, continue just to work on those hearts. Lord, massage those hearts. Massage those hearts, Lord, for, for us. Lord, we need you. And I don't care who sees it. I don't care who knows about it. Lord, I need you. I don't care if every head was bowed or if every head was open. Lord, I need you. I need to have the boldness to go after you, no matter who's looking. I should be able to pray. I should be able to pray at a restaurant and not, not have a fear over that. I should have a boldness over it. Lord, I need you. I need, a, I need to walk with you at a different level. If that's you, put your hand up quickly. Thank you. All over the place. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I see those. Anyone else? Quickly. Don't fear. Don't hold back. God's calling you. That's him talking to you. It's time to go. It's time to move into the blessing and the overflow. You don't move into the blessing and the overflow without him. Lord, I need you. I need to go after you on a different level. Thank you, Father. Amen. Anybody else? Quickly. Quickly. Thank you, Father. Let's all pray this. Let's everybody just stand to your feet. And let's just pray this. You can open your eyes. You, you, you can close them if you want to. You can lift your hands. Whatever you want to do. But let's pray this. Just say, Father, Father today, today I make Jesus the Lord of my life. Jesus, you're my Lord. You're the director of my life. When you tell me to do something, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Pure and simple. Amen. <laughs> and I believe... You took my sins, my mess. You took it on your shoulders and took it to the cross and to the grave. And I believe that God brought you back to life. And when he raised you up, he raised me up with you. You didn't leave me in the place of death. Lord, you didn't leave me in the place of lack. You healed me, delivered me, protected me, prospered me, restored me, saved me in every way. I receive it today. My life is different from this day forward. Jesus baptized me in the Holy Spirit and fire to walk with you, to be like you, to be empowered with you in every place I go. Empower me to be continually devoted 
to prayer, the breaking of bread, fellowship, and the teaching of the Word. Lord, do a work through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God.